This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and that's Sections, the opening track of Sen Morimoto's album Cannonball. The album was his first produced with the label Super Records. Sen would later join Namdi Obanaya and Glenn Curran in running the label. Super Records has been a staple in Chicago's DIY scene since 2016 and has helped countless artists release their music. Kaina, Luke Titus, and Alicia Walter, to name a few. Artists owned and operated everything with the Super Records stamp of approval is innovative and sonically unique. We are so excited to have the minds behind Super Records in studio with me today. Glenn, Namdi, and Sen, welcome, guys. Hey, Hello. thanks for having us. So I want to start with the very basics. <laughs> I just haven't heard that song in so long. It's, it's, yeah, so good. it's a great song. That was jarring. It's so good. It's a great song. <laughs> um, I'm going to start with the basics, Glenn, and I'm looking at you. What is Super Records? Give us your best elevator pitch. Super Records is a Chicago record label owned and operated by artists with a focus on artists who are making innovative music in a sort of post-genre pop milieu. Mm-hmm. Well, Namdi, Super Records was also born out of the DIY scene and your friendship with Glenn. Go back in time for us. What were things like for you guys in the early days after you just created the label? Um, like every new business, uh, there's a, there's a learning curve and <laughs> it really started as just a project. Um, we have like a huge community in Chicago of amazing musicians and me and Glenn met through shows and like bands we were in. So just realizing the amount of talent that we knew in our, even just like immediate circle, we were like, we need to do something about all these amazing people. Like there needs to be an outlet to put out all these dope musicians. So. Yeah. Yeah, and and Sen, you joined the label a bit later. So how did that happen? Yeah, um, I guess I met Namdi through just playing shows. Um, I was new to Chicago; had been here just a couple years, and um, we just hit it off as a couple kind of weirdos making freaky music that doesn't really fit in one category. So we started making music together, hanging out, and then yeah, Glenn and Namdi actually both asked me if I was working on a record, which I wasn't, but I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I got some. What? I got, I got something. The- <laughs> so mad now. The downfall of Super. The lie. Uh, so, yeah, I, I sat down, sorted out some songs, and uh, it was really exciting to do, I, I mean, kind of just like have people that allowed me to take it more seriously for myself. Yeah. I think it's really hard when you're young and you're making music to feel like, you can legitimize it for yourself. That can, backing and that support is Yeah, so even just important. people to say, like, that's dope, keep doing it, like, is everything when you're just starting out. So. I love that. You know, the label started doing cassette tape releases for local bands, and uh, you've elevated the span of your releases a lot since then. Glenn, can you talk about now versus then? How has Super Records grown to you? Yeah, they're sort of like two two eras in the label. In the initial era was, as you mentioned, we were doing a lot of cassette tapes. It was really just about participating and elevating this community and these artists um, on sort of a, uh, on a common platform. And then after the release of Namdi's uh, 2017 record Drool and then Sen's 2018 record Cannonball, uh, those records just outperformed all of our expectations and that led to getting a distribution deal with a company called Secretly Distribution which fundamentally changed our 
um, infrastructure, like our business infrastructure. It gave us a team and, you know, more, more reach and the, the ability to do things. And so that, that sort of launched the second era of the label, which was more focused on doing fewer releases per year, but putting a lot more resources behind them and trying to take advantage of now these new avenues of reach that we had institutionally because of that. Now, in April here on Reset, we had Jess Showman on, and she's the front woman, of course, of, of Tensi, and her band is very much I love Jess. from Chicago's DIY scene. Mm-hmm. We asked her about how the pandemic effectively just shut down that scene. So I want to play a little bit of what she had to say. DIY venues are no longer or in danger of like not being a thing anymore. And it's really sad because I do feel like that is such a different space and nurturing space where you can just like connect with people on a completely different level. So I know you can all probably weigh in on this. So talk to me. How do you feel knowing that so many house venues and DIY spaces just didn't survive COVID. You first, Glenn. It's just the absence of um, a community that I regularly participated in for so many years. I I personally just miss going to these places and seeing a lot of people that I knew that I just, like, don't see now anymore because Mm -hmm. we're not at the same, you know, random house shows and uh, exploring new bands and, and, and bands from out of town. So it just, it feels like... Yeah, a bit more um, atomized, and it's, uh, yeah. What do you think, Sen? Yeah, I think, I mean, on top of that, just uh, on top of the social aspect of it, like, there not being a space for bands to experiment as much is really sad. I think, you know, with venues, it's really, like, hard to feel like you have the space to try something new, to experiment with new musicians and collaborators, whereas in those DIY spaces, you could really try something and see what happens and grow it from there. What do you think of the pandemic's impact on on DIY, Namdi? Uh, It's definitely sad that uh, there aren't as many house shows or DIY venues because I feel like that's where uh, new bands and like maybe younger artists can go to just have a place to perform because it's kind of hard to get into actual venues or like sometimes Mm -hmm. it takes a while as a band to like even know how to approach doing like getting a like a beat kitchen or like a subterranean in Chicago like it's not as easy and like playing those house shows is how I built up like friends and fans to even be able to do these other things Hmm. Mm -hmm. all right let's lighten the mood a little bit (laughs) how about we get into some more music Sen this is a song off your most recent album it's called Woof let's listen too tired for pretending to be happy now i'm crying so loud that my dog is barking at me i can't hear anything i can't breathe i must still be crazy i must still be me smelling flowers at the grocery store i am the one i pick them for when i feel sick what should i do i used to call someone but oh, my moody blue my face is fake you know what I'm going to ask first, right? No. What inspired the name Woof? <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm really passionate about songwriting. Um, that's kind of like the aspect that I kind of come at music from. Um, so at the time, I was listening to a lot of my favorite songwriters like Carol King and Lauryn Hill and just people who could really tell a story. Um, and so I was trying to write less about things that actually happened to me and tried to write more like uh, pieces of fiction that 
anyone could relate to, though, still. Mm. Well, um, well, this one centers around a breakup, right? This one, this one's about uh, kind of examining yourself. I think that's really interesting that you pulled that out of it because I, I think it's pretty vague, and so you could really I mean, find a piece like of your own me. thing yeah. in it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but really when I started, I was just trying to write a song about a dog, like having a dog. I've never had a dog in my life. So I was like, <laughs> what is something I could try writing a story about? <laughs> well, but it totally does get there. It's, it's more about just like, uh, finding yourself in a place where you have to dig deeper inward and kind of investigate your own unhappiness or what is stopping you from moving forward. And then just kind of the like thematic punchline of it is that you're crying so loud that your dog is barking at you. <laughs> Namdi, here's one of your tracks. This one's called Wasted. kind of genre fluidity that you've got going on what inspires you to create in just so many different styles um i don't really think about the styles when i'm making when i'm just writing songs unless i have if i have a very specific example of like what i want a project to be then i'll focus on like making it a certain way but if i'm just writing songs it's literally whatever feels whatever i'm feeling at the time whatever feels good yeah you're listening to Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and I'm chatting with Namdi Obanaya, Glenn Curran, and Sen Morimoto about their Chicago music label, Super Records. All right, I want to get into some of the artists that you all represent. Yes. So we, we recently had Saba on this show, and we were thrilled to see that he was featured on a recent release from hip-hop and jazz duo Cisco Swank and Luke Titus. Let's listen yeah. to that. Tell a pest to listen, no pessimism How you down and when records could get you recognition The differences between a handout and having assistance That's night and day, it's safe to say that this is tunnel vision My uncle sitting dirty, he dirty, asked me for urine They do me dirty like Eddie Kirby, asked for forgiveness So I can't blame any day that we tried to cheat the system If it ain't for us, the first place the f*** is we gon' win it in our heads right now. So this song's called Nothing's Change. It's off the new album Some Things Take Time. Sen, talk about Luke Titus and Cisco Swank. What brought them together for this project? Yeah, um, I think the two of them found each other mostly over the pandemic, I believe. I remember we were uh, hanging with Luke and uh, Brian Sanborn, who plays guitar in a, in a lot of our projects, as well as uh, for No Name and all sorts of great acts in Chicago, and they were talking about working with Cisco, and Luke was like, yeah, I actually don't, I haven't like met him or like seeing what his face really looks like right. and brian was like facetime him right now <laughs> what do you mean you guys have a whole album together um but that's like what the pandemic was like that's you know hilarious. collaborating um 
So how did Saba get involved? I think, I don't know, I think Luke probably hit him up. They, they're all, you know, Chicago family. Everyone's yeah. been, you know, making music here for so long. Yeah, it was through Luke. Yeah. You've been featured on Luke's work too, right, Sen? Yeah. Um, I played some sax on his uh, debut, which came out on Super Plasma, which is an insane record. Um, Very good. Luke's, yeah, just another, like, Chicago genius kind of multi-genre producer and singer. Um so we were stoked to put that record out and got to play a little sax on the intro. Nice. All right. Next up, we've got a song from the indie band Jody. This song's called Hawks. Classic, alternative, and almost folky sound. What would you say sets their music apart for you? The breathtaking intimacy of the songwriting to me is just uh, remarkable. It hits me every time. I remember when Nick, who is the primary songwriter in in that project, sent sent the album over for us to listen to. I think we all listened to it the same night, and we were in a text thread, and we were all just like, oh, wow, that was moving really breathtaking um it was like an instant decision like we should we should put this out i feel like it's like we're not allowed like we shouldn't be allowed to be listening to it like it's someone's secret (laughs) diary diary. that's why i like it so much yeah that's how intimate it is it makes it feel like it's your diary you're like oh my god why is my diary being read right now (laughs) (laughs) that is awesome uh alicia walter quite an interesting artist her new album Mm -hmm. i am alicia that's the name of the album Uh, it's it's a wonderful mix of genres as well it's got this Big band jazz vibe, almost a, a Motown feel, mm-hmm. some modern dance music in there. Let's listen to her song, Standing at Your Doorstep. wrong that i'm instantly thinking of jackson five right now no no, no it's right vibe. there like, with what it 100 that's what yeah. she was going for that yeah. is the vibe yeah <laughs> you know namdi i'm always impressed when someone can do something new with mm-hmm. such an iconic sound Let's get the rundown on Alicia. I feel like she's been doing that for a long time. I mean, like, you called her an icon a second. She's ago. an icon. I've known her for a long time. Like some of the first bands I was in was like when she was starting to do her solo project. She went under the name Oshwa for a while, and she would do a lot of like guitar looping and vocal stacking. And uh, yeah, just watching the way she's progressed over time. Like it was always she was always iconic. Like from the very beginning, and she was that. never scared to be weird like 
she'll just try different things at every show. And, and it works. It works. Shredder. It's awesome. Love those people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got to stick with you for a minute, Namdi, because mm-hmm. this next track is a brand new release from a close collaborator of yours, Connor Mackey. Yeah. It's an instrumental electronic project of his under the name Linen. Here's the brand new song, Puffling. Connor a lot, yeah. right? Talk about him as a, as a musician and, and a collaborator. Um, so we're in a band together called Monobody, but he's also someone I've known a long time, like just knowing his other bands that he's been in. And he has the most incredible work ethic of like any artist I've ever seen. Like he's always working on something. And the caliber, the caliber and speed at which he does it is so quick and the level of quality is... I'll put it I'll put him up I say this all the time. I'll put him up against any of the great musicians. Like any anyone that someone can bring to me and say they're great, I'll put Connor like right up there. Beethoven. Yeah. Fuck. Like literally <laughs> the, way, the way the uh, way yeah, Challenge no kidding. Accepted. Like but, but, can I swear oops? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I was about to. I was about to say. Fuck. Clean that up. Okay, sorry. Yeah, bleep that out. Like Connor is better than Bach. <laughs> I'll find anyone about it. Bleep Bach, man. He, he is a he is a symphonic. He's composer. a symphonic composer too. He's... Connor's better than Bach. Connor's better than Beethoven. And you go on record with that. Yeah. Uh, if anyone wants to fight, I'm here. Come find me. Come find me at Navy Pier. <laughs> yeah. All right. Before I let you all go, tell me what's new and what you've got going on. So, Sen, I'm going to start with you first. Ooh, um, I'm recording a new record. Uh, I didn't. I've never really told anyone that, but <laughs> I'm doing it. Ooh. And uh, a WBEZ exclusive. A WBEZ yeah. exclusive. There's something in the works. <laughs> um, yeah, we're so excited about this linen project that's coming out. A um, couple other things we're secretly building in the background. Ooh, and uh, yeah, the mystery. Yes, yes, Glenn. So we have the the rest of the year um, sort of planned at this point. Some exciting things really going, working really hard on this linen project. Actually doing another electronic project later in the year by a really great um, Chicago artist named Dusty Patches. Mm-hmm. And then new material from Namdi and Sen, I think, will be a big part yes. of, the, of, the, of the flag that's being raised marching into 2023. Awesome. Namdi. New material, uh, he pe- says. People keep telling me I gotta put out music, so. I- <laughs> <laughs> Where's the new music, Namdi? Perhaps we'll see some in the future. You and Rihanna, we're waiting for new music. <laughs> yeah, we're from both. It's funny you should say that they're working on an EP together. Yeah. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> Not a WBEZ exclusive. It's, it's, the album's called Bach. Bach was trash. <laughs> All produced by Connor yeah, Mackey. <laughs> This is Reset. We've been speaking with Namdi Obanaya, Glenn Curran, and Sen Morimoto about their label Super Records. Thank you so much for stopping by, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. All right, let's go out on some more music. I'm looking at you, Namdi. Mm. This is Atala by the band Monobody. Let's go! Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast. 
WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.